Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, welcome back to the March edition of Indie Music Room with yours truly, Heather Kelly, and I'm super excited to introduce you to Alex Papas today. It's a guy I met through actually a group that I'm involved in called the Melbourne Musicians Group. That's how we connected. So super excited for you to meet him. He's from Melbourne. He has a one-man indie rock band, and this guy's music will blow your mind. So here we go with Alex. Welcome, Alex. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Well, it's earlier there than it is here. It is. It's but just after 8 o'clock in the morning. I know. It's pretty early. I could have even made this later, but, uh, you know. Uh, my work starts at 7.30, so I'm all good. <laughs> okay. Hey, why don't you fill in everybody in about uh, how you started, how you got into music, and uh, where how it got you to where you are today? Well, um, I've been told that I started music sort of at the age of three, when um, my father, who used to work with wedding reception bands, once took me to a, a setup, and while they were setting everything up, they sat me on a drum stool just to keep me out of the way, and I picked up a couple of sticks and started drumming to the background music, uh, apparently in time, and uh, everyone sort of turned around in shock, wondering what the hell was going on, and, and it sort of started from there. They ended up getting me a toy drum kit that I used to beat up um, until I started getting lessons from an uncle uh, in my early teens, uh, but shortly after that, I wasn't allowed to have a drum kit anymore, which we'll get into later. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, actually, to, to make up for that, um, I actually uh, went and auditioned for um, a theatre group when I was 12 and uh, got a part out of 40 children. Um, and, and so for the next uh, six or so years of my teen life, I did uh, a lot of theatre and a lot of TV um, uh, at the time. Uh, but then when I was told I wasn't allowed to do that anymore because I had to go to university, um, I needed to find something else. And uh, at that point, my, my mother and her family thought that music was for, you know, bums and rep reprobates. And I can, and, I can relate to that. Yeah. I've heard <laughs> it before. <laughs> and, um, and wouldn't let me pursue any kind of music. And, um, you know, it was a sort of a very hostile environment music wise. And so I had to, um, keep anything musical a secret. Uh, so when my, my cousin Ian, who was a drummer, once invited me to a rehearsal studio where his band was rehearsing, I had to do it in secret. I went, I went along with them and had a listen and I would sit in a corner in the rehearsal studio and, and, while, and they didn't have a singer at the time. It was uh, three of them. And uh, the guitarist uh, one day looked at me and he said, uh, he said, do you know the lyrics to these songs? Because I was just sitting there mouthing the lyrics everything they were playing I said well, yeah. yeah and and he sort of gestured towards the mic and I said no 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 and I said no 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 and they said yeah 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 come on and I it took like five or ten minutes to convince me and and they said oh please you know we need a guide just give us a guide you know it'd help us so much and then they started making me feel bad so I got up and started screaming into a microphone and, and um, they asked me to come back the next week and then next week and next week and you know what my mum would say oh yeah where are you going on Saturdays? I said, I'm just hanging out with Ian and the guys. You know, you're not doing any music or anything, are you? No, 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 nothing like that, sort of. And I'd end up spending my Saturday afternoons in a rehearsal studio. And that's that's how I got back into music. And that led to professional sing, singing lessons and, and yeah. so forth. And to my first original band when I was probably about 21. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, 
even though your father was a musician, it, it your mom was like, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's not a career path you want to go to. But when I listen to your music, look at the amount of talent you have. I think she was mistaken, my friend. Well, the, the interesting thing is my father couldn't sing, oh. although he thought he could. Um, and he didn't do anything else. This is the problem. Because he refused to work, um, it, it, it sort of put a bit of a dark spin on, on the whole musician thing because my mum was earning all the money working two jobs and he, and he oh. didn't really do anything. So that was the kind of environment um, that, yeah, doesn't put music in a very good light. So from that perspective, it's sort of understandable. But, um, and that's why also I didn't want to sing that day <laughs> because my father. You knew you were opening a can of worms. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, my father sort of sucks, but uh, so I, what, what chance do I have? Um, uh, and and that's why I was so nervous to even approach the microphone. So, so yeah, you know, it's funny as we, you know, we found each other, which is awesome. But you you started at a young age, like even at three years old in seventy seven. But you had developed, and then in ninety eight. Uh, you kind of started playing this. Do you had other bands too? I mean, you put out other music. Like in two thousand one, you mm. did something called Talk Radio and somewhere else, and then two thousand thirteen. Yeah. This yeah. So this project's still called Talk Radio. All my albums get released as Talk Radio. Um, but it's all about you now. But yeah, but it's been me by myself for a long time. Yeah. Um, but before that, the original group I was in in the nineties was a a prog rock group actually called Mindscape. Okay. Um, and we used to uh, play around Melbourne, and at one point we were getting quite a quite a big crowd. And you know, we used to get reviews in in press and Beat Magazine, which are quite quite big here, and things like that. But um, you know, egos sort of um, got in the way of that and caused massive splits. So I understand. Yeah, that. I, yeah I did something else. Well, that's one thing I want to make sure our fans know uh, that are listening is what really drew me to your artisanship is the fact that you can you're multi-instrument i mean multi-instrumentalist you you play everything that you hear on your music and i think that is such a talent some people have a talent to sing some have a piano drums guitar whatever their thing is but you can do it all which is why i i uh think so highly of you but there's one song your first song we're going to showcase today is called no replay why don't you mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your writing process and and how you wrote that song um, so, well, okay, so we'll start with writing process. For me, it's, uh, it always has to start with a melody. Um, a lot of people I've worked with come up with a chord progression and say, look, let's just put something over this. Um, but I find, I find that a bit tricky to work with. It's, it's sort of, I feel like it puts sort of a boundary around what you can do melodically on the vocal. Right. Um, so I, I tend to come up with voc uh, vocal melodies and then uh, w whatever happens comes under that. Um, with with no replay, the song is uh, it's it's basically. I was thinking recently, although a lot of really horrible things have happened in my life, and I've had to re sort of reset a couple of times. Um, I've ended up in a position sort of I'd never thought I'd, I'd ever be, um, and it's a, I'm in a really good position in life at the moment. And I thought, well, you know what? Interestingly, all those horrible things led me to this point. So if I had a time machine and could go back, would I really change any of that and risk where I am now or not? Could things have been better? Well, things could have been a lot worse as well. And so replay, no replay, um, uh, basically plays with that question. 
You know, it's interesting because you're right about that. I've had some things in the past too, like, do, do you want to change the past or does that make you who you are today? And I mm. think that's exactly why you're so successful today is because what you've learned in the past and how you've made it your own. And and um, it's not easy to manage multiple band members, et cetera, et cetera. So you having the talent to be able to do all of it is wonderful. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's talent. It's it's just been a lot of practice, and it was sort of out of necessity because it's like talent. Like, don't give me that practice stuff. That's just God given talent too. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, like I said, it was just out of need. Um, you know, I got sick and tired of sort of people coming in. The, the first album on on my website was actually a compilation of the first two EPs and five new songs I wrote by myself for the first time. Um, and it, as a result, the album production-wise is a bit, bit of a mix, um, and w- which is why I've always looked back at it and thought, well, you know, those songs that I had to write with other people, they put their two cents worth in. They did a lot of things that I just thought didn't sound great, but they did it anyway because they thought they, they, they knew better. And in the end, the songs did not come out the way I intended them to sound. And so out of that, I thought after that album, I thought, you know what, um, I I better just go get proper guitar lessons, you know, and and then um, do everything myself, learn piano, do all that kind of stuff. And then that's what I did. Well, good for you. And we're going to hear some of that with the first song we're going to showcase today called No Replay. Alex, it's amazing. We'll be back with you in just a few.
that was no replay, Alex. I think that showcases your talent amazing. And we've got a couple more to listen to um, after this segment. But tell me a little bit about your recording process. What do you do as far as recording? So it depends on the studio I work in. But, but overall, each studio I've been in seems to have a, a very similar process. Um, I'll walk in and, and they'll say, okay, uh, let's, let's do lay down the drum tracks first. Um, with one studio, they'll say, you know, give me three takes and then we'll take the best of what we got. Um, the last one, um, Ben from Beat Tank Productions said, I'll give you, you know, give me four takes and I'll take the best of what we got. And so I'll do four takes of the drum track of each song. Uh, in the case of the last album, we, I managed to take it, do all, every single, uh, song four times in one day. Um, which uh, he he said was extremely unusual. Um, he he wondered how I had the stamina, but I, I'll tell you what, there are, there are two songs in particular <laughs> on the album where I can hear the tiredness on my foot in the song. You're and, getting uh, fatigued. I can hear it, and 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 I get told no one else is going to hear that, but I can hear it. I, I can know hear it. And if it bothers you, you're going to hear it. If you release it, you're going to hear it forever. We do have a, a recording studio and some bands come in and they're not rehearsing. It's just they're wasting their money and time because if they're rehearsed like you are, when you show up, you're rehearsed. You know it. Four tracks. We have people that take two days to cut a drum part sometimes. So that is so impressive, too. That's uh, yeah, uh, I've been told that they make a lot of money from people who take twice as long <laughs> To record an album then they said they would because they don't know their parts when they go in but i i sit here in my in my dem little studio where i'd cut my demos and i'll sit there on the drum kit for a week and play every single song every day and then i'll sit there for a week and play the guitar on every song every day and 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 so by the time i walk into a studio um i know every note and every beat and and don't really have to think about it and it ju i just play it that is very impressive. Uh, you are a gem because not many people do that. They like to figure out their words when they get here, et cetera, et cetera. Now, knowing that, tell me a little bit about the song Down because that's the next one we're going to play. What was your thoughts about this one when you when you wrote it? Well, that was about um, uh, the story we uh, spoke about earlier, my, my upbringing and the fact that uh, I was always told that, you know, music was forbidden. Um, and that it was uh, no, no good and, and that I wasn't allowed to do it. And so down is really about, you know, uh, do I you know just listen to what I'm being told or do I just go out and do what I really enjoy doing? That's basically right. all about. Right. Well, with that said, here we go. We're going to listen to the second song written by Alex Papas. It's called Down. Here we go.
You just keep pumping them out. You got you got to keep doing this. It's good stuff, Alex. I'm I'm really impressed. This is good. Yes. Um. Well, I mean, I, I love all my songs. Like you know, as you know, it, it's like you know, who do you pick if you say if someone says to you, who's your favorite child? You can't sort of you can't sort of do do it. But um, but um, yeah. I mean, the people that that have heard this stuff so far really enjoy it. Ben at, at Beat Tank, uh, when he first heard the demo, he emailed me. Uh, he was on holiday. And he emailed me and he said, oh, he said, I really need to speak to you. And, you know, can we have a chat? I think I'd really love to do this album. And he always seemed really enthusiastic and excited about this album. And so it's really it's really great when you walk into a studio and someone's that pumped about working with you on, on something like that. I do understand that being an artist myself, um, when you write something, you kind of have that nostalgic. I remember where I was, what was going on in my life at that very point and because we know the story from from our artist point, you know, um, I feel like we always try to make it uh, relatable to the people that will listen. But also they do become your little babies. Each song is like your baby. I get that. They're, they're so personal to you, but wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. What are your plans in the future? Are you going to keep putting out more music or I know um, being a one man band, you probably can't get up and uh, play live. But but tell me a little bit about what your plans are. Um, yeah, that's the the downside, I suppose, is the the songs don't get to see a stage uh, when you work by yourself. But um, as far as writing is concerned, 
uh, as long as the ideas keep coming, I'll, I'll, I'll keep writing. I'll keep writing and recording because um, once once it's in my head, I have to get it out. So, um, you know, I'll be recording demos here, and if if at one point I get to another nine songs or so, I'll think, well, you know, time to hit up Ben or someone again, right? So I can yeah. go back and get these done. So uh, yeah, look, I don't I don't plan on stopping or anything like that. But if the ideas stop coming, well, then they stop coming. But it's I don't have any plans to stop or anything like that. Do you feel like, like myself, um, I've, you've been into it way longer. I mean, I've only been into it nearly 20 years. Do you ever feel like you go through waves where you feel completely non-creative for, for a six months up to a year? And then all of a sudden something like it just comes back into you and you're rejuvenated. Do you have that? Yeah, it was called COVID. Um <laughs> When, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, when COVID came along, I was able to sort of just sit at home and come up with all these ideas. And for me, it was the absolute opposite. I was already coming up with ideas. Um, well, after releasing uh, the last album in 2019, uh, you know, within a few months, I had a string of ideas I was already working on and I was working on them, the, the current album through, tw- uh, through the end of 2019. And, and when, when February 2020 hit and everything, you know, went haywire, yeah. Uh, my yeah, mentally, I just sort of shut down a bit, um, and I couldn't really uh, finish a lot of songs for a long time. I, I didn't really get back to finishing the songs on this album till at least probably late twenty one. Uh, it was a really, really long time. Um, I just didn't have any desire to get back in my studio here and play or anything like that. It was it was sort of a bit of a downer for me. I think being like real life, I think that when you go through real life, you get um, you get ideas and experiences from being able to interact with other people. I mean, sometimes that's where your ideas come from. And when you're shut down and told to quarantine by yourself, it's like, hmm, how can I how can I like, you know, get my creativity flowing when I'm sitting alone with just my beautiful wife? And that's all we have is each other. You know, it's hard to get that new thing that you can write about but why don't you tell me about my time so my time is basically just about where i am at the moment um and just reflecting on you know regardless of everything that's happened is it now finally you know my um uh, am i finally in a point in life where i can just sort of kick back and relax and enjoy what i have is basically all it's about yeah and this one actually is probably, I mean, they're all fantastic, but this one I've listened to about three times already this morning. I like the song. This one just kind of, uh, you know, resonates with me. But where was this one recorded? What studio? Yeah, so the, all of all the whole album was done at Beat Tank Productions. Oh, okay, with, all of them were there. Where's that yeah. located at? Five minutes from my house. Which oh, is really beautiful. It's <laughs> so wonderful. That's so great. So you can come and go and not have to like get a hotel and accommodations just to be at a studio. That's great. That's perfect. Uh, it's actually really weird. The northeast section of, of suburban Melbourne seems to have an, an unusual um, a high ratio of, of recording studios, which really? is really weird. I used, to, I used to live on the opposite side of Melbourne and there was nothing. And then I'm here and there's, uh, I mean, the what the... The studio I recorded the previous album in was 10 minutes away. So, so it seemed to be all over wow. the place. 
<laughs> well, who am I to talk? I walk. We live in we live on the farm that the studio's on, so I walk like fifty steps to the studio. I can't complain either. I mean, even in a blizzard, I can't call in sick to work. So <laughs> I totally understand. All right, everybody. With that said, we're going to take a listen to Alex's last song called "My Time." We'll be right back with you after the song to just finish up a few things. So. Once again I'm thrown back to the start Back To revealing all that was apart Oh, 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 oh is it my time now? My time now? No songs in a row how do you do it 
don't know. <laughs> See, that's uh, what I was going back to earlier. This is not just practice. This is a talent, the melodies you hear in your head. Well, I mean, they, yeah. They, they sort of just pop up. I mean, often they, they actually weirdly happen in my sleep and I have to wake up in the middle of the night, lean over for my, my phone and do the voice recorder thing while I'm half asleep. Yeah. Put it on my nightstand and then go to sleep. And then in the morning I wake up and think, what the hell did I just record and have to listen back to it? And, oh, yeah, that's, that's not bad. Um, uh, but yeah, if they don't, if they don't turn up like that, um, it's usually in my car. Um, I, I have to listen to music in my car and I listen to all kinds of music and often a melody will trigger a completely other melody somehow. Um, but yeah, inspiration does come from, uh, other music often. Very cool. Very cool. Why don't you tell everybody how they can, um, find you, follow your, your music, your contacts and in all of your platforms that you have on social media. Yep, so my main website is um, www.talkradioaus.com.au uh, and the Facebook page is just facebook slash talkradio.aus. Um, my main page literally has every streaming platform listed if you scroll yeah. down on them. I saw like Spotify, all the all of them, everything's in there. So And everything's linked to make it easy so you can just click on a streamer and, and away you go. Well, it has been my privilege and pleasure to meet you. And I want to thank you. We did record this once. There were some tech issues. And so poor Alex had to get up at 8 a.m. and be ready to go again today. Alex, I thank you for that. And uh, I want everyone to make sure uh, to listen to this interview and go check his music out. All of it's fantastic. Don't forget to hit subscribe on my page and uh, you won't ever miss an interview. Alex, when you get more music, please send it my way. I would love to keep up on what you're doing next. Absolutely. All right. With that said, everybody, we will be back next month with the April episode of Indie Music Room. Again, yours truly, Heather Kelly. With that said, everybody, have a great month. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.